0: then we'll crack on Uh, so that lovely sound means that we're back on we're back on the podcast Uh, this is episode 18 we are recording this on the 1st of July. It's quite sunny down here in Staffordshire at the moment. Uh, 1st of July, so it's another month gone. Still a bit more time to the 19th. Uh, furlough starts to finish today for lots of those working in the pub and club uh, industry, So I don't know how they're going to go on. Uh, and we're back. We're back together. It's been a week or so since we were together. So evening, Bruce. Evening, Michael. Evening, Nick. Bruce, it's hey, quite a stressful stressful week with lots of uh, COVID pings again. In fact, not Bruce's time. So uh, we we did think this this will be quite a big one. So again, this will be a two-parter. So we're giving Bruce not, not the night off. Because he's going to chip in, but Bruce's five pubs will do in the part on, B. Nicholas has been uh, away and enjoying a few um, not quite sunny days. Though, I don't think Nick in the Cotswolds and think you had a few beery adventures down there.
1: It was it was dry. That was the main thing. Uh, yeah. Beery adventures, yeah, not. Not a great amount, just maybe uh, one one or two pints during the day, and then two or three in the hotel. But unfortunately, um, the choice isn't there yet. You know, once again, I think demand as a place still an issue, and I think staff is still an issue as well. Yeah. So they're sticking to maybe you know, even though I was searching out pubs and bars that should have real ale, they're very much just one or two choices. Uh, you know found that in. Found that a lot of the green green king pubs and even we stopped off at a Wetherspoons in in Bookstead yesterday, yeah. and they were the same. There was nothing exciting, nothing regional on on the bar, uh, which was a shame. But there we are. We know we know what the situation is at the moment.
0: Certainly, Cask Caskale definitely. Uh, most of the places I've been the last couple of weeks, there's only been one cask on, yeah. um, and you know, not, and often that was a, one of the bloody macros like Doom Bar. Um, quite keg seems to be fine. Uh, and to be honest with you, I, I've just been going to our local kind of. Um, be a micro, be places that have got loads of kegs on them. I mean, you don't, I mean they, they sometimes do a couple of casks, but again, they've just not got. So can't get hold of casks at the moment. So it's
1: no, I mean, your so. you, you, your kegs got two, three, four months yeah, on it. Your cask yeah, got six yeah. weeks on it. So once again, the way the figures are going up again now, who's yeah. to say that even though we're all supposed to be free in July, it'll get to the beginning of August and then we're going to be told, right, you know, to yeah, closing and God knows what happening again. And of course so they're the throwing, the throwing beer away again. So. Yeah, and
0: a lot of pubs kind of obviously move completely, you know, swivel round and we do, move to keg and bottling and, and canning and, and close some of their cast lines down. And I guess it takes time, isn't it, to, to reconfigure all of that. Um They couldn't sell cast during lockdown, so they quite rightly went across to the other formats of beer. And I guess it just takes some time to come back out of that again. And I, I think you're right, Nick, it's still a bit of an unknown, isn't it? So, you know, it's interesting to see the impact of the football, apart from obviously all the Scottish people getting COVID in London, but, uh, you know, whether there's more people staying at home and drinking at home, which seems to be around here. Oh, think, yeah, definitely. Key,
1: so, yeah. you know, like you're saying, bottles and cans. I would think most yeah. of the breweries are co- still concentrating on that rather than yeah. putting the beer into, into casks, definitely. Yeah.
2: We were in uh, I went a stag day for the first time in about, I don't know, 15, 20 years on Saturday, so it was getting married, and we had a, quite a good pew early on of the, outside so the judges' lodgings, and you could see all the crowds of people going by, but uh, about two or three o'clock, you could noticely see it declining where normally mm-hmm. it'd be a huge mass of humanity. And I think that uh, initial rush from the pent-up demand is gone now. And people aren't going out like they were, anything like they, uh, you know, in the same numbers. Mm-hmm. Especially young people, I suppose, who can blame them, really. Uh, yeah, I, I
0: job daddy so. Uh, and
2: the yeah. other thing as well is what was the massive, massive staffing issues in York now. Um, the old bank pub, I noticed that was closed the other Sunday with staff signs on. We tried to book breakfast at uh, Tom art Steakhouse on Saturday and was it on the website? We rung up and said, oh, we book breakfast. on website. She goes, I'm not serving breakfast because we had to concertina the staff for uh, lunch and dinner. And, uh, yeah, yeah. you know, so it's... I, think, I, think, it's,
1: I think it's also um, the price as well. You mm-hmm. know, it's noticeable. <laughs> I mean, all right, we're down the Cotswold. It's a tourist place, but, you know... Once upon a time I would have been mo- buckets for having to pay nearly four quid for a pint. And now I've almost accepted it. You know, and I'm quite fortunate I can sort of afford that. But once again, I would think most people pre-lockdown they were they're paying 330, 340 for a pint, and now they're being asked to pay another 60 pence. And so I'm not once again, I'm not blaming the pubs, you know, they've got a lot yeah. of cash to claw back. Yeah. But if all of a sudden going out midweek for two or three pints is costing you getting on for 15 quid then i think that's that's another thing that's going to affect uh you know the the, the business and the trade really
0: i mean we were we i've been out the last couple of weeks weeks uh with uh simon and sarah friends of ours and i mean sam we would get we we were averaging last week we think we've been paying six pound a pint where we've been going for the last couple of weeks uh, yeah. on average um you know most there are some there are a few beers in, in the craft bars that are 450 but most 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 pints are six quid odd i mean you know mm. up to seven eight pounds a pint people are Kind of and again, I think I mentioned it last time, but um, I've just joined the Thornbridge Beer Club mainly because they've just dropped their monthly back price down from £40 to £30. You that the was the same big, m- wasn't it? Yeah. same amount of beer, but they're saying they think there's going to, well, they were trying to think there was going to be the opposite shit, that people are going to buy in the beer in bulk and go out a bit more. And that's what, and so that's why they dropped their price. So I think you're right, but for 30 quid, for the beer that you get, I've just seen what you're going to get in, in the next one and it's, it's a great uh selection of beers and i'll talk i've, I've been to
1: former since again so okay nick what are you drinking tonight so being down in the cotswold uh we were fortunate to go to hook norton brewery so really? yeah i mean they have the three staples they have uh hooky gold gold hooky and old hooky so most of the pubs, you'll see those three on, but then they do quite a nice range of the premium bottled beer. So I'm starting on the Haymaker, which is a premium pale ale. That's a 5%. Just crack that one. That's really nice. Uh, nice bit of fruit to it. Quite a, it's almost like a pineapple colour. You know, it, it's really a nice, nice, really golden one. So certainly appropriate with the name. And then following that up with a flagship, and that's an English IPA, and that's a 5.1%, so a couple of strong ones tonight. Um, yeah, Norton Brewery, once again, it was one of those weird places that really in the middle of nowhere. And, in fact, I got talking there because they still have, uh, they have shire horses there or whatever they are, shires or Suffolk Punches or Clydesdales. So I went to have a look in the stable. Um, quite surprising. You, you're pretty free to wander around, actually. You know, it's a very old building uh, from mid-1800s. They've got the shop there. They've got a nice cafe restaurant there. We actually sat outside. But there was sort of like signposts saying, oh, stables this way. You can go and see the horses without having to pay for a museum tour or a a brewery tour. So I sort of went wandering around by the stables to nobody about, saw a guy with a mask on, uh, hive his vest on. And I'm like, are we all right? Just have a look at the horses, mate. And he said, I don't know. He says, I don't work here. He says, I'm trying to deliver something. He says, There's nobody about. So I said, Well, that means I am all right to have a look in the stables. Then so anyway, looked in the stables, horses weren't there. Came back out. He was still trying to find somebody. Then I realized, in fact, the horses were out in the field. So I went up to the field. And just as I was going up the field, uh, there was a a youngish lad coming over the gate, and he was obviously one of the uh whatever you call who look after horses, Bruce. Um horse people. Groom, yeah. Um, so I said, Is it all right, we walk up to the top of the field. He said, oh, yeah, no problem. So I had a quick chat with him. Said about the brewery, said, how come it's, you know, in the middle of absolutely nowhere? You know, because mid-Victorian times, anything they were producing would have had to be transported. And it was the obvious thing. He said, well, it was number one, it was the quality of the water. And he said it, they were farmers to start off with and then diversified into brewing. Um, so that's why we've always been here. He said, but the railway also came in here as well. They actually put the railway line in. Um at that time, you know, when railways were expanding, and that's how they could move the beer about. So yeah, so we didn't have a look around the brew house. It's a very iconic building. Everybody knows the Norton Brewery. Very, very iconic. Say uh, in the middle of nowhere, nice little setup there. And I say you don't have to, uh, you're not some breweries where you go, you can't get a drink, you can't do this, you can't do that, unless you pay for a tour. There, you can go along to the shop, you can go along to the cafe, the 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 bistro place, and um you can have a you know look around horses and stuff like that. See the brewing going on uh, down into the yard because you literally sat on the edge of the yard, so you can see stuff coming and going. Um, so yeah, yeah, it was all right.
2: Okay, uh, Bruce, is anybody asking you about the beverage in hand tonight? Well, I'm going to the pub at court tonight. so I'm just having a kind of ting at the moment. <laughs> <laughs>
0: yeah. Well, I've just uh, I've I've been on uh, one of my uh, well one of the homebrew. In it's Mr. Scott's homebrew. This. Uh, from the painter, but uh, we're both going to have a rest and plan. we get a bit better at brew, home brewing now. So that sure. was the up social. And then in honour, mainly because this bottle was actually freezing when I got out of the fridge yesterday, uh, in honour of, of England's finest win the other day, I've been the lager night I felt tonight, so I've got a, a bottle of Teg, I can't say this now, Teg's Nia's Hell, which was, <laughs> uh, you know the fridge has gone mental at the moment. Our fridge is either warm at one point or freezing cold and and it's at the back of the fridge, and it was actually dripping in ice yesterday. And I've had it at the front of the fridge now, it's gone quite lukewarm. But anyway, that'll be <laughs> all right. We'll, we'll see how we go with that. So, we are going to tackle the Lake District this uh, couple of episodes. Um, and Wandering Lonely as a Cloud with that famous Wordsworth quote, with a pint in hand. And uh, certainly, uh, Nick and I are quite regular visitors to the Lake District. I oh, know Bruce, you've been here a few times, uh, and we'll talk about some of the ways that you can get there, actually, a good deal with uh, certainly on the, on the rail. Uh, it's a great place. Obviously, it's very scenic. It does get very busy, uh, certainly or uh, has been very busy this the months, I think maybe. But no, I think with lockdown, it probably will be really will be busy. Uh, I always think there's still places that you can find that are quite quiet if you kind of know where, you, where you're going. I remember, we went to the live valley, didn't we, a couple of years, a couple of Christmas ago, actually, which is kind of that hidden valley over the hill from from Windermere. And that was great, wasn't it? It's very uh, picturesque. Not many people kind of head, head that way. You're Keswick and um, Windermere, um, and that was quite some good pubs out there as well. Uh, loads and loads of good breweries in the Lake District. So I've got I've got a few there on the screen for those on YouTube: Coniston, uh, Jennings, Ennerdale, uh, Cumbrian Ales, um, and, uh, Windermere Bay, Brewing Company, Windermere Brewing Company, um, Heskett Newmarket. So there are some cracking breweries up there. And actually quite some nice, good good golden beer. I seem to be, a, I'm going to go through quite a few breweries, and I think I always kind of want to head towards the golden brew. So that's the plan. And uh, we're hoping that in the part B of this, to catch up with um, a, a contact I've brought via my work, uh, whose partner uh, is the head brewer at the Lake House Brew Company uh, over in Overston. So he, I think John's said he's very happy to come in and chat to us about Lake District Beer. Uh, John, uh, formerly it was a Stringer's Brewery, which people might remember, I certainly had their beers. And in fact, I think they were camera beer of the year for uh, a couple of years back as well. So what we'll do is me and Nick will do our kind of selection this week and then Bruce um, will pick up his next time we podcast and hopefully we might get John along as well to maybe give us the, the overview of that as well. So because it's such a big space uh, and a big place to visit and stretch I don't know how big it is, around the National Parks, we said we kind of make it manageable so we pick fives. Uh, and again, I kind of did the bees out, so probably a bit unfair, really. Um, I said I'd pick five lakeside breweries, Lakeland breweries, and suggest it would be a good place to have a pint in them. Nick was going to kind of pick the five most picturesque. He tends to pick those out, I and mean, we've already seen a few photos in past episodes. That's Nick on top of um, Highland, not Highland, Lakeland passes, having a beer uh, in one of some of those pubs. Yeah, that, well. that
1: that one isn't in the list tonight, and a couple of places aren't that picturesque, but it's just. Yeah. Quality of the beer, really, and it's yeah. And the
0: atmosphere um, and the kind of lake the, district vibe or whatever.
1: The, the part of the lake district that we tend to yeah. go to, which is between Kendall and uh Kendall and Keswick on this side of the of the lake, yeah.
0: And then Bruce is time to five kind of five foody things. Lake's again got quite a good food reputation. Um there's quite a few actually the Mitchell star restaurants, it's isn't it? Yeah, and we've got <laughs> lamb and uh, sticky, stoppy puddings, and quite a few bits of these as well. So, Look, uh, that's, shrimps, what are they? like? What are they? Like, potted shrimps? shrimps are quite nice, actually. Yeah, they're quite, you get, they're often, you do get a lot for your money. Uh, and obviously, they are normally potted. So, you get the shrimps and then a kind of a big wad of butter on the top of them. Yeah, so, quite butter nice. There, yes. Yeah, quite nice on a bit of toast.
2: Can um, I might try, try some
0: live. They're only try. small. They're only small mm. and they're not very fishy. I think that probably what people would think they've been quite fish. they're not like the big project, you getting you know Chinese takeaway they're quite small and they're quite delicate really and uh, they're a bit salty a bit sandy salty but uh, yeah I, I love them and they're great and they are obviously they're uh, whatever they are you know well we don't, we don't need you anymore are we but they're one of those you know control things that you can only get them from that area as well which is pretty good so we've done I think Nick's given us his beery highlights um interesting that Bruce's beery highlights tend to mainly do about trying to um corn York council out of uh vouchers for bus passes and for gin and tonic so bruce tell us about this little scam that you've uncovered in york rather
2: rather insanely the first york bus company have been trying to get back on the buses so for five pound on saturday sunday and bank holidays an entire family or a group of five people can travel all day on the buses in york for five pounds so it's a pound each which is good enough but now believe it or not um if you actually show the uh ticket on your phone down at the judge's lodgings, so York gin are parked up there, and you get two free York gins. So, of course, very people have caught onto this. So there are people now buying <laughs> endless
1: <laughs> electronic bus tickets and then getting two gins for £5. It's bonkers. Yeah, because the two gins are normally retail at £3 each, don't they? So you get £6 to the gin yeah. for a fiver. Yeah, it's madness. I thought, I thought it would be wild stocks last, Bruce. I thought they were going to run out because well, yeah, I mentioned it to you houses. last time we saw you two or three weeks ago, didn't I? Yeah, it's bonkers and it's just
0: rolling on and on and on, yeah. So Bruce has been merely ginning then when he's been out and about in York. Um, I mentioned that I was going to Thornbridge and I had a great, actually, lovely Father's Day uh, In my wife and son took me out. We uh, did our normal. We got dropped off uh, in Buxton, me and the son, and we biked down the, uh, which one is, the Manifold Valley, which was really nice. It wasn't too busy. It was a little bit overcast that day. So we biked down there, but we ended up in the middle of a TV company doing some filming. Um, We had a quick stop off at uh, one of the stations, and then we ended up in Bakewell, and once again, we visited the Thornbridge Brewery. Uh, this time, because I've got be changed the law since the last time we were there, we actually were inside. We got a fantastic uh, seat, actually a double settee, the three of us, so we can lounge out. And I've got a picture there, just be sampling, uh, probably one, one too many beers in there. Uh, great, as always, it was spot on, fantastic beer, good range, and, and great pizza. So we had a wonderful uh, Sunday afternoon. And my son even bought me a lovely Jaipur bobble hat, which will be on my head in the winter podcast, I think. Uh, interesting when I was there, actually, Nick, it's funny how the beer world works, does not it? Uh, when I was there, Thornbridge had just been doing a collab with McKellar Beer. Remember, we had McKellar Beer for the first time in Tom's Social in Harrogate, when me and you were there. There wasn't much on, was there, like we were talking. And we ended up having that uh, quite lively, wasn't it? McKellar like all a, right, yes, a lager yeah. like a Lager's cross Ale, wasn't it?
1: Major, major Tom's, wasn't it? Major
0: Tom's Social, yeah. And mm. uh, and it's funny, you know, we I'd never come across them before, you hadn't. They were Danish, they were Danish beer company, although they do have breweries, I think, in America and Ireland. And we uh, we quite liked the beer, it was quite lively. Uh, and the, it really interestingly, um, Thornbridge I, were doing a collab with them. I didn't manage to do all three, but I managed the um. And one was a kind of a, I, I really enjoyed the three of diamonds that was like a passion fruit type pale, pale which is really nice the interesting one I put the picture there and I, I think I just had a little try of this is that they've done they've done a seltzer which is um, a very weird drink a kind of a fruit seltzer well I don't know I don't know if it's classed as a beer or not you can see on the video it was it's, it's clear this looks like a tonic water yeah and, and that and actually it was going down really well so uh, again, interesting to see kind of how though I think not a short run, but uh, certainly the yeah, um, I've,
1: I've read it somewhere else Al- alcoholic mineral water that's it, uh, yeah, is, yeah. Is, is the next trend, supposedly. Yeah,
0: mm-hmm. yeah, so that was really nice. Uh, I mentioned that i would got a few beers from Round Corner. Uh, they I picked them up because they've been a really good episode on the Beer of clock opinion show where they were talking to uh, Combi, who's a brewer down there in Melton Mowbray. And I think we've got I've definitely got that penton for you too. Uh, sounds a fantastic night in the mentioned that uh, round corner brewing have took over the cattle market in um uh, Melbury, and they do there's a lot of kind of street food stuff as well in a lovely tap tap room and almost loads of pork pies and there are lots of pork pie shops in you Mowbray, know, all by to be the best pie so you see me and bruce staggering around melton Mowbray marketplace sampling many pies um so and that's really good in got the steeplechase i was really impressed and, I still haven't had, I've kept one back actually, which is the hoppy one, which I'm going to keep back. And then i am also managed to get a can this week of Alagash White, which is supposed to be one of the greatest beers in the world, which is very rare because it's only brewed in America and, and they only kind of release so much, so... I'm saving that. I might save that in case England do, do really well in football. And I'm gonna save that for a nice day. <laughs> like I the can, like, like, yeah.
1: like, like that can, yeah. that that's on there. I would yeah. say
0: I'd save it till next to you guys, but I don't think it'll last that long. It's coming yeah. in my garage, and I think it needs to go back in the fridge uh, and just just thing a bit as well. So that that's great as well. Uh News again. I think me and Bruce have shared a few of these this week, just a couple from me. Um we are we we said that we would try and do Manchester at some point in the future. And I think and we've mentioned it before. I think the circus, which is uh, reputedly the smallest pub, certainly in Manchester, but probably, certainly, probably in the north. And mm. again, just it made the press because um, the, the, they can only get 18 people in there at any time because of the constraints. And it's just not making it viable really um, to go through. So there's a nice little boozer, isn't
2: it? Little great booze. little
0: boozer. Yeah. And it's worth going, isn't it? It's worth, I mean, I, you know what? I don't, I, I suppose we've been in it again probably early afternoon or early evening. And it never has felt that that busy, busy, but I know it does get busy. And then we mentioned when we were arrogant, we were just uh, they were doing the last throws, I think, of opening the Track yeah. and Sleeper. Uh, yeah. And that now opened. And again, just looking, um, there was a little, I don't know, they tweeted it, or Canberra, Nasebrook, Harrogate, Canberra. And on their opening week, they had quite uh, some nice beers on Roosters, Thornbridge, Tiny Rebel. Um, so again, I think somewhere we definitely probably pop into next time. So sort we're of waiting for a train. It's great, isn't it? It's actually on the platform. Mm-hmm. So that would yeah. be really good as well. And then, Bruce, you sent a couple. You've got one about the Gloucester landlady or landlord, mm-hmm. I think it was, that in the Pelican that was refusing to sell, sell <laughs> lager, full stop, which, yeah, actually quite a few places don't sell lager. Or if they do, it's craft lager, it's not like the macro lager. Um, and then you'd also listen to the interesting article, that, wasn't it, about Heineken? Yeah. I've just brought out and <laughs> started, <laughs> <yeah>. <laughs> the island's edge, which is their kind of take on Guinness. And they are. I think I mentioned a couple of podcasts back. I was I was amazed to read that in Ireland, Guinness and Heineken make up somewhere. 85% of all beer sold in, in Ireland comes from either Heineken or Guinness. And, uh, and again, Heineken are thinking that there's a bit of a market here. So they've just released this new stout it looks very much like Guinness um, it, it tastes very much like Guinness but it's not well, in it's the
2: article Hedge. it says they've spent uh three years perfecting the recipe you presume they mean three years analyzing Guinness and breaking it down yeah. and trying to reproduce it don't you really Allegedly. So
0: I, I've not seen any of that I don't know whether it's going to be sold in the UK as well I, I think obviously the it was from the Irish independent that uh, Bruce picked them out from so again maybe just want to keep our eyes open
2: really
1: I mean we, we we can probably guess the Guinness recipe count yeah anywhere bro. <laughs> All it is is yeast, malt, hops, and water. And they're not putting anything sinister, anything... Uh, it's that
0: lippy water that's a special... one, word, ...wonderfully
1: uh, exotic <laughs> in there, are there, so... Yeah.
0: Uh, and then, then just one that's quite contemporary for the scenery, we've mentioned the Lakes Brew Company, uh, which I think we talked a ton time ago about the kind of saga with um, Hawkshead Brewery, which, again, was one of our favourites. And I guess we still... I'm, I, I'm going to mention it. Um, certainly a place me and Nick have been to quite a few times, the Octave Tap there. Uh, and for whatever reason, there was a bit of a fallout or something, and quite a lot of the staff were maybe done at the start of lockdown. And given their due, they all got together and they got together to form Lake Sprue Company. We've been kind of following the story a little bit on Twitter. And after quite a while, I think there's a few kind of glitches always. They actually have managed to get their first beer out this week, and that is the DDH Pale at 4%, a juicy bowl balance pale. So, again, not seen yet yet in the shops mm-hmm. yet, but I guess it will start making things into bottle shops and, and craft craft bars. But in, so.
1: interesting that they're quoting there. This will be available in keg and can, so yeah, obviously not, not cask.
0: I think that's what they're saying for the first run. They're going to focus on keg, keg and, and cans. It's
1: yeah. easier, safer pair of hands, I would yeah, suggest. Yeah. yeah.
0: yeah. So we're going to look out for that. And certainly, we said Nick. We I think if we were back in uh, that way, we might pop in because I think you said it's quite near the station, isn't it? This uh, the brewery on that. You, you you
1: said was, it was. Yeah, I I tried yeah. to, to look for it. And I couldn't couldn't find it, but yeah not physically okay, okay. up for it I mean just online
0: okay so what we're going to do now then is we'll go through our choices of pubs so I say it's going to be me and Nick for this episode uh I mentioned I'm doing the breweries and then a pint to or where to have a pint of their finest beer and Nick's going to talk about some of the iconic Lake District pubs and the ones that would be on checklist so there was a bit of a scenario here uh you may have picked up now that the Nick works at Eden Camp and the late uh, great Duke of Edinburgh was a very regular visit I think to the Camp Nick and, I know you, you talk very highly of him. And when he came, he was a, took a lot of time to speak to yourselves and also to the veterans that were often there. And just was a friend, really, of, of the camp. Uh, and so I came up with this mad scenario that in the Duke of Edinburgh's will, uh, Nick and uh, Stan, Stan, who was the former, oh, the old owner of Eden Camp, who met, again, probably Duke of Edinburgh and, and Nick's uh, had been mentioned. And the Duke of Edinburgh had mentioned his, his love of Eden Camp and said he asked Prince William to do a favour. So Prince William rang us up and said, right, what can I do for you? And we said, well, can you get a helicopter? He said, yeah, I can get a helicopter. I'm a helicopter uh, pilot. So we said, right, we'll have a helicopter for the day, and you can take us around 15 pubs uh, in the Lake District uh, for a day, and that'll be our ultimate tour. So that's the plan here. Um, In fact, 15 was too many, so we need to get down to probably six or seven. So that's the plan, so that's a bit far-fetched now, but it, I was in I was A bit? <laughs> I've been drinking something weird at the See time. Quite. Uh, so there you are... a uh, then, yeah. Yeah, as always, <laughs> there are some, um, as always, there are lots of trails and pub stuff about the latest, but it's quite a nice, one of those lovely... That's a new cars, one, yeah, yeah I've not seen that maps, one before. Uh, which I picked up this week, which is quite nice. The Brews of Cumbria, a bit like the old underground. And then I did also, there's quite a lot of trails, actually, where you can... I mean, there's a lot of serious walking in there, but there's quite a few that you can walk, that do a peek and do a pub. So you can walk up one of the uh, Wainwrights and then come down and go to a pub, which I thought was interesting. A bit blurred on there, but there we go. Um, and as always, we'll make a shout out to the local camera um, uh, district. So for most of the lakes, it's the Westmoreland Campaign for Lale uh, branch. Um, I guess there's also Lancaster branch and Carlisle branches would also fit in there as well. But again, I think, Nick, we definitely picked a few of these up. The Lakes and Ale is another great magazine. Again, they haven't done many editions over lockdown because of the loss of advertising, etc. But again, there's always a really fantastic, uh, you know, getting in the pub, pick one up. Uh, if there's only one, I would always please say leave it in the post so somebody else can read it. Uh, but if you get there, you know, on a, on a good run. And I say, I'll, certainly on this one, there's lots of past editions that you can pick as well. And Nick, you want you to mention the Northern Lakes Day Ranger, which is a, a train ticket, which I know you you've you used quite a lot, haven't you?
1: Yeah, you don't you don't need an helicopter because uh, they don't advertise in Staffordshire. Much. But if you if well no, because you see all you do is come up the West West Coast Mainline. So get get yourself a, a deal on West Coast Main Line. I normally do it with Northern Rail are doing their 10 pound rover ticket and all their network. Uh, but if you can get yourself to Kendall. Um, then for £25.90 you can cover the whole of the lakes and you're not only just using the trains you're also using the buses any stage course, coach, bus you can use, so they run all the tourist buses within the lakes to connect you from places like um, Windermere up to Ambleside and further up to Keswick, and they also get a, a, a cruise on the boat as well so you get a, a half lake single ticket so what Jackie and I did last time was £10 ticket over to uh, the Lakes and then you get your Ranger 25.90 and then that gets you into the heart of the Lakes, that gets you from um, Lancaster up to um, Bowness or Windermere should I say, jumped on the bus at Windermere up to Ambleside, jumped back on the bus to Ambleside to is it called uh, Water's End, Water's Edge? Yeah,
0: Water's Edge. A couple, bit, of, yeah.
1: couple of pubs there anyway. We've been in that one before. There's, there's a hotel right on the edge of Windermere that does of real ale. Jump on the steam cruiser there and it brings you back to Bonus. And then once again, jump on the bus bonus back up to the train station at Windermere. So it means you can do a full day, obviously, if you're stopping over in the lakes. It means you can uh, use a full 24 hours without having to get in your car or do too much walking or biking or anything like that. I mean, I know biking and walking is popular in the lakes, but in order to get round and get some pubs in uh, and even uh, a brewery or two, then um, it's, a, it's a good way to, to get round and see the lakes.
0: And certainly one of my pubs I'm going to mention, you, the only way you get there actually without a car is via the steamer. So that'd be great to use that, to nick down and have a pint in this nice uh, special place that I'm going to mention shortly. So yeah, a good deal that, and well worth looking out for. Are those available all year round? Nick, Those ranger tickets, yeah. Far know? as I know, yeah, and yeah. you
1: pick them up from uh, Northern Rail uh, stations. But yeah. I say the nice thing is, is because obviously Northern Rail, and then you've got the stagecoach buses as well. Uh, yeah. I dare say it, it, it's subsidised by the government or by whoever, you know, to try and
0: yeah, yeah, keep
1: yeah. traffic out of uh, yeah. out of yeah. out of the lakes. Yeah.
0: So the choices we've got so far is, a, I say, Nick's got, got five, which is going to be the Watermill in Ainge, the Badger Bar in Rival Water, uh, the Pheasant of Baston's the Albert and Bowness, and the Hawks' Brewery in Staverley And then Nick's also offering their booze for Nightcap, which, is, again, is a, 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 a quite, a, quite a localish or regionalist, uh, very good uh, supermarket, independent supermarket, which always have a fantastic range of beer as well. My five choices will include the Keswick Brewery, and a pint in the Dog and Gun in Keswick, uh, a pint of Hawkshead in the Lakeland Hotel near the bridge, which is the one where you've got to get the boat to it. The Eden River Company pint of cracker, which is their kind of take on English bitter. And that's the Yanwith Gate Nick. We've been in there together a few times. Coniston, uh, a beer in the in their tap, which is the black ball in Coniston. And I did, I, I kind of undernied about having a Jennings Cumberland, because I know Jennings is another beer brewery that's kind of had a bit of a, I want to check on history. It's had a very long history, but it's uh, obviously now. Um, owned by one of the macros. Uh but there's a cracking pudding button here that I've been to and I've been camping and walking, which is a great place to drink.
1: Well and I don't I, I don't think enjoy. I don't think they're even being their 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 main stable beers at uh Cockermouth anymore. Yeah. I think they've all been moved down to the Masters brewery. I think I they're doing them, some no. of the seasonals up there still. Yeah. Because they used to they used to do the normal range and then they used to do a seasonal one maybe every couple of months. Yeah. Yeah. And that's something they were doing before a lot of other people were um so as I say, I think that the brewery up there is mainly used for experimental brews and special brews. And but they've you know, done quite a you... big
0: um we're doing quite a big re rebrand as well, haven't they? All the brand I've got a couple of examples of their new branding, which again I'm not quite sure about yet. Well it's I the Jennings is quite an iconic pumpkin clip, absolutely. yeah. yeah. You know, yeah. recognized it and it uh, was a really good again, it was it I guess it was. I think when the brewery was probably independent, it was a great it was a cracking bite and uh, certainly, one that I would have, and it's one a bit like the Doombar experience. And I think as it's got bought out, and like you're saying, it when it's been brewed in Burton or brewed in Cockermouth anymore, we all don't know really. Sometimes it's hard to say. So, he's my first. Did have a brewery and work in Workington as well? We may have done. All. I think it may have bought, uh, I've got a bit of detail on it later on. I think he might have bought out a brewery work in Workington and kept that going. So, my first point is the Keswick Brewing Company, which again, I would say are fairly young, although I I think they've been around for 15 years when i, when I checked which feels a long time um and i really like their keswick gold and as i mentioned i think gold beers in particular you know it might be the water perhaps that, that's what it is because obviously using some of that lovely um rain water from the atlantic that seeps through the the, the gritstone and the, the stone in the lake district but i i, I like the goals there um, keswick brewing company i've got a tap room as well which again i've, got, I've not been but it gets good reports as well. And my choice of drinking this would be in the Dog and Gun, which Dog and Gun is in Keswick. Uh, It's kind of just off the um, kind of traditional market square, isn't it, in Keswick, where on market days the market spreads out. It's kind of down a little alley at one of the sides there. Um, I used to do a few jobs at the Keswick uh, school, and this is where the PE team used to go drinking, maybe on the Thursday night because we have a cracking quiz. Uh, and I was I was always roped in to help out on their quiz nights when I was over up there as well. It's a tradition. It, well, it certainly was a very traditional old um, Lakeland boozer. I think it's had a bit of a revamp recently, and they have kind of knocked it through a little bit. Uh, it's quite famous as well. So I'm stealing some of Bruce's Thunder here, but I've had this. They are famous because they've been doing goulash. I think many moons ago, but the landlord had some link to Hungary, and and created this goulash recipe. And apparently it's been Passed down from land landlady to landlord to landlady all the way through. So again, I'm, I've got a picture there. Nothing, not not one of my pictures. They do a fairly humongous bowl of this goulash, uh, with some very nice kind of focaccia bread or whatever. It's so well worth popping in there. And certainly, if you're in there, but they using according there.
1: to that, they're using what uh, fix is all peculiar as the uh, the base of their their goulash, are they? No,
0: it no, it's just per, no, it's just put with a pint of all peculiar
1: all oh, right okay I'm, because i'm on my tablet, i can't oh, right. i can't yeah, see yeah, what the small yeah, yeah, print says no. all i could see is something no peculiar right okay
0: <laughs> but certainly so, worth having a go in and and again apart from it is for dogs because it's got dog and guns. so but again it's a nice little little town boozer so definitely would recommend if you're in uh keswick to have a pint of keswick gold in the dog and gun. you can't you can't really miss it because it's pretty much on the on the, uh, the square and lots of other good pubs actually in keswick as well nick anything else that you i don't think you've got a keswick you on the list
1: today. Tend to, tend to go to the Wetherspoons, to be honest with you, mm. because it's handy for the car parking. Uh, mm. And also, it's it's quite a unique one. It used to be the old courthouse, and there are a couple of cells in there that you can sit in. in. So you can have a pint inside a cell. Uh, yeah. And in fact, last time we went up there, because it was one of the few places that had a decent outside drinking area, out the back yeah, there, we right, just grabbed yeah. a couple of beers there. And yeah. it's one of those things is, you know, I know Bruce don't like, you don't like Weatherspoons, but it's, it you always know that you, you, if you can get a seat you're going to be able to get something to eat. Whereas a lot of the pubs in the Lake District you're either booking tables when in advance or it's a case of oh no we've got two hour wait or and oh we're not doing food. But at least you know in spoons, you've been getting there get a seat then you're going to get served quickly. You know what you're going to get. And once again the beer ranges in there have always been pretty good. They've always had a couple of local ones on. So yeah just tend to go in uh, in the spoons there.
2: Okay. It's quite so a substantial
1: Nicholas,
0: bowl of goulash, isn't it, actually? Oh, yeah, it's, it is. It's I, 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 one of those are, mm, do I really want this? And actually, when you've had it, it just tastes bloody good and everybody says, oh, you must try it. Um, Although, everybody I was, was having pie and chips anyway, but well, there we go. Uh Nicholas, your first choice of pubs, I don't know why I put pub two there, I think you should put one, sorry, is the watermill and there's a lovely picture there and that was it, was that a New Year's Eve about four or five years yes. ago? Yeah. We, you and me are sampling um some very nice Lakeland beers in a, one of those uh. Yeah, Triples, one of those third, third
1: tasters. Um, well, it, it'll have been one of the New Year's Eve, because like you say, we've, we have we, we got into a rut of going up to the lakes for New Year yeah. quite a few times, didn't we? And once again, we always find this one, because it's not in a town, because it's really on the main road that connects Kendall up to uh, Windermere and Bowness, right on the side of the road. In fact, there's a little sideline, if you want to amuse yourself, it's good to sit outside, and as it's getting dark, there's a couple of mm. speed cameras there, and you just count how many times the speed cameras flashes and how many poor souls don't realise that the speed cameras there and get done for it. So it's a place that we always go. We've eaten there quite a few times. You're talking about the and Bay shrimp. I seem to recall that they had those on the last time we were in there. Uh, Continuing your dog theme, um, I always used to think their pump clips were a bit gimmicky and a bit, you know, not taking beer seriously. Um, but their beer range is is named predominantly after on a dog thing. So everything from uh, you've got a bit uh, rough through to collie wobble. And obviously the pump clip for that is a couple of collie dogs that are wobbling all over up to their strongest, which anybody watching the YouTube, you can see the pump clip there, which is shit Tzu faced. Which is their seven percent that they des- des- yeah. they describe as a uh, as a complex uh, fruity um, beer. Uh, but they always have at least seven or eight of their own beers on
2: yeah.
1: uh, but nice for a brew pub that they always have two or three guests on as Guess well well the yeah. and yeah. they're more than happy to have local guests on you know, as well as the uh, the, the more yeah. common garden Timothy Taylors landlord and things like that so. Yeah, you can have a very, very good session in there. Quite a traditional pub, stripped back. Uh, as you can see in the background there, you've got the whitewashed walls, wooden floors, open fires as well. Once again, a place that is very popular with dogs mm-hmm. because uh, by the nature of the fact that they've named a lot of the beers after dogs, they must be dog lovers themselves. You can see the brewery operating as well, though I don't know whether they still operate out of that brewery or whether they've expanded. Uh, and as I say, it's just... Uh, on the edge of of what you would call the lakes proper, in terms of you know Windermere, Bonus, and then Ambleside, Keswick, and all that sort of places, so that's 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 the first place. As as I'm coming into the lakes, if I'm not going to stop at Staveley, I'll uh, I'll stop there instead.
0: And it's all kind of a it's the, the roads kind of parallel. But the the new A road is kind of from the left side of the pub, and I think the pub on the old the old road, isn't it? Because it's like it's like two yep. roads. You've got to come yep. off the main road got a little laney well on lane but it's quite a small road, which mustn't be all road it would it like would it?
1: have been a coaching in like you say yeah yeah um yeah. and then there's a there's a there's a camper van garage next to it as well because right, I see yeah. it is a fast road and for some people it's too fast because they often get to get get a spin tickets and again, on there. there's
0: quite a few there's a couple of rooms there's quite a few different rooms and we tend to go on the one this is kind of on the right hand side of the of the pub isn't it the kind of long thin room which is a bit a bit more quiet because the front room gets full of lots of dogs and kids and more yeah. bar. But
1: once again, you can jump on and off the bus as well there. The bus yeah, stops there, yeah, so you can yeah. jump off, you know, on your way out the lakes or go into the lakes. Yeah. Nice jump off, off the bus to 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 have a couple of beers there.
2: Okay,
0: fantastic. So my beer number two, Nick's mentioned, has mentioned uh, Hawkshead. So um despite well what we might think about what they did to some of their staff, uh they still produce good beers. I've got to be honest, I think no, I know I, I have had I have had on their beers since since that. Um, and certainly on draft it's a cracking pint so my second beer would be a pint of hawkshead gold uh hawkshead are based in staveley and they've got a fairly modern uh taproom brewery which you mentioned before the kind of taproom is at the front and, and over the top the brewery out towards the back there uh again i, think, I know nick's probably going to come back to it in, in a short while as well it's got a lovely sitting area at the top there and we mentioned before the british tapas which they do the kind of pub tapas which we certainly enjoyed there as well and linking to what nick talked about my pub of choice or my bar of choice it's not really a pub is the very plush lakeside hotel which is it's actually next to the aquarium and the steam train if anybody knows kind of the bottom left hand side of wind it's kind of right at the bottom um as you come on the road that kind of goes to south lakes uh, i'm looking enough that we have a uh, a conference twice a year here and so i get to go and, and not, not spend my money actually because it's very expensive but it's a fantastic place and it does have a really cracking bar ruskin bar which is open to the public uh you can't you have to book at the hotel to get there um and they always have two orcs of beers done and i always i've got to say they're always on cracking form they're not the cheapest but uh they're not six pound a pint they're a bit less than that uh always in great form and we don't know
1: you're not being back up there they might be when you go back up there might say. be seven quid
0: a pint uh he, but it's a great but in fact there's actually a roman road in the floor of this you've been in there I you've been in there or not nick yeah you, no you've got a kind of glass floor so beneath it is the old roman road that went to the side of windermere which, which yeah. it's a bit confusing when you've had a few beers uh, and if you can get a beer you can go outside and you can sit and again for those on the uh you, on the youtube um there's a fantastic kind of and garden, beer garden on right on the edge of windermere which is pretty fantastic and uh, I've got to say, uh, a couple of those rooms you can see on the picture that I've been looking at to be actually staying in some of those rooms where you're overlooking the lake and it's just fantastic. It's a beautiful space. It's on the very quiet side of Windermere. It's on that, I'm looking kind of upwards on the left hand side, which is the quiet side away from all the tourist traps of Bowness and Ambleside, et cetera. So uh, a cracking beer uh, and quite a nice posh place. I I think when I looked at the um I think on What's Pub actually, on what on What's Pub it, the definition of Watts Pub is a classy hotel on the edge of Lake Windmere, with panelling in the bar and subdued lighting adjacent to the ferry steamer, which is the only way you can get them from the transport, you probably spot the odd Premier League footballer or manager among the clientele. Um I've got to say the food there's pretty fantastic as well. So uh, so there we go. That was my beer two and my pub two. Uh Nick, you're taking us now to the
1: Bancher Bar. Now, I'd always going yeah going back to the the camera local magazines. I'd always read about the Badger Bar, Uh, so I knew it was a beer bar that sold real ale. But once again, it's it's actually on the road that connects Ambleside up to Keswick. So once again, it's quite a fast road. It's in the middle of well, it's not in the middle of nowhere because it's actually opposite Rydal Water. So I always read about it, always thought I fancy stopping there, but couldn't really persuade my other half for any other reason that we were just going to go to the pub. That said, uh, we have found a nice walk around Rydal Water that takes about 40 minutes because the lake is one of the smaller lakes in the yeah, Lake District. Right. Uh, fairly flat as well, a bit of woodland by the side of the lake, etc., etc. And quite fortunately, this pub lies sort of way two-thirds away around your walk. So, once again, when we went up there earlier this year, because it was all outside drinking, by driving past in the car, I could see they had a sizable beer garden, not just uh, at the back of the pub, which is the image on the YouTube uh, video, but also at the front of the pub as well. So I persuaded my other half to go in there. And lo and behold, yeah, uh, we actually went back there a couple of times. Nice big beer garden, uh, three or four of their own real ales on, uh, as you might be able to see from the display there. They have their own glasses, so I managed to acquire one of those. Don't worry, I did pay for it, so that added to my memorabilia from the Badger Bar. And then, lo and behold, decided I was going to go to the loo. And, Bruce, I know you're always interested in toilets. So, once again, for those people on, on uh, the pod, you won't be able to see this, but you go in the jet's toilets, and they've actually got half a mountainside in there. That's amazing. They've actually They've actually built the toilet around uh, some natural rock and sort of, like, fitted the bathroom in there. And, yeah, very nice, squish toilets. But you've got all this natural rock in there, which is, uh, yeah, quite something to behold. So... Uh, I had to be careful. Obviously, whipping my camera out routing the gents' toilet, but uh, managed to do it when there was nobody else in there because I uh, did time he he manage a, to uh, piss on
0: the Peroni sign or like the it side. Was, there, it I was like, it was
1: a it was a one in one out type of, uh, of of thing that as you know. So once I was in there, I knew that I could spend a bit of time in there. So yeah, if nothing else, uh, if you're going to go to the Badger bar, it's actually based in the Glen Rothy Hotel, then make sure you check out the uh, check out the gents' toilets when they're in there. <laughs> I can't I can't remember what I was drinking, but I say they always have at least two or three local beers on. And as I say, uh, if you are going to the lakes and you want to say you've done a walk, it's a nice, flat, easy 40-minute walk. You can say, yes, we went walking, and then we had a quick pint.
0: So I, I'm still trying to work out that, that, that well, those antique Peroni and Gordon's gin signs, which are obviously not very antique. There's kind of those remade that they have got on there. And, and for some reason, Nicholas, I, I thought back to our time at primary school and one of our old muckers, David Pickering, who was, had the record of being able to pee over... Ten foot walls, and I can just imagine Pico seeing those signs and saying, "I'm not going to go around; I'm going to hit them signs."
1: Yeah, possibly. I can't remember because there's actually a mirror there. I can't remember whether they're stuck right. on the mirror or they're reflecting oh, right, on the right. other other right. side of the toilet. I can't yeah. see how I noticed those, but like you say, okay. yeah. yeah.
0: Well, well the toilets—I'm sure for brews, the toilets would be well worth a visit, if nothing else. Yeah. Okay, mm-hmm. my mm-hmm. yeah, my beer three is another brewery, which is the Eden River Brewery Company um and i'll come back to those in a minute and i'd be drinking this in and we spent a few good nights in here the yan with yanworth gate Inn, which is a little bit off the beaten track it's basically in between uh penrith and Pooley bridge uh it did hit the headlines a couple of years ago unfortunately because it was one of those when uh it was really affected by the floods remember there was some really bad flooding up in that i think it was about 2015 2016 wasn't it and unfortunately for this pub, the bridge bridges on either side of it, uh, the Pooley Bridge and the Bridge at end, the emont Bridge, uh, both collapsed with that massive flood. So actually, the, to some extent, the, it wasn't quite marooned, but it was cut mm-hmm. off. And uh, certainly, uh, if you're going, if you're heading towards um, it's all water, isn't it? that that end and, and from end bridge. Yeah, Oldswater, water. Yeah. You, again, you wouldn't go. You don't go through the bridge because the, the road now skirts around the edge. But you can see the Yanwith Gate. And it's a typical, very, I think, seventeenth century, uh, very uh, stocky, typical Lakeland low-lying pub, uh, but really nice inside. It's got a really good reputation for food, actually. We, 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 had, we had there. Well, we had a New Year's,
1: we had a New Year's Eve meal in there as well, didn't yeah, we? Yeah, it was really the year man. that we were stopping near Pulley Bridge. We we had New Year's here in there.
0: Yeah, and always have at least um, three or four real ales on, uh, particularly from the Eden uh, River Brewery Company, who are based uh, just outside Penrith often also have pesket market new market brewery and barn gates as well um so again a really a really good pub bruce is like it, lots of fires uh, lots of yeah. wood burning stoves, lots of exposed beads the oh, uh, uh and if you're in, a, there's a weird castle Louder castle is kind of one of those old borders type um one single column towers just down the road from it um, which is i guess from the old days of Weaving and bordering and whatever else you should do up there with the people from nicking the sheep. So um great little place. And I say cracker is a traditional English bitter. Um uh yeah, they actually what do they call it? I, don't know, the cracker, it? I think Eden River is a, one of those typical new modern um companies, really. Uh again, interesting history. Penrith uh, Eden River Brewery as they were formerly called the Eden Brewery. They were actually sold to the it's interesting. Link here because it's on the river Eden's up there. But they were actually sold to um, uh, Eden Mill, who were a Scottish distiller and brewer in 2019. And um, by doing that, they've they've got their beers a little bit further out, obviously a further reach from using them as well. And they at the River, they have now a state of the art bottling plant. And the cracker, if I read the the note, it's a slightly hazy, hint of spice, malt in the aroma, a dry bitter, tartish apples, a clean bitter finish. So I think a nice beer. Certainly for maybe a uh, autumn evening, if you've been out, I think, except for a couple of walks around the lakes, uh, and you want to sit by a lovely fire, and that's the kind of beer that I quite like, really. A bit of that, uh, again, slightly spicy bitter, which sounds very nice indeed. So my third pub, or my third beer, is the Eden Cracker, and the pub would be the Yanwith Gate, which is just outside Penwood, just south of Penwood. Mm. Okay, next pub number three. It's the peasants, and there's a lovely picture. Nicholas looking a little bit like uh, know John Cleese up in there. Very strange, very strange uh, face on him there. This is uh, well, one of your old Victorian pubs, Nick.
1: Yeah, once again, it's 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 a pub that I'd read about, it's in the camera heritage guide. Um, sadly, it didn't have much atmosphere going on because we hit it in the middle of the day because it really is down a dead end road, uh, end of Bath and Thwaites. And they put the dual carriageway in. And once again, a bit like the watermelon, it sits on the old road. But unlike the watermelon, where they put the new road in right next to it, the new road really is, is well off it. So it really is a dead end. And in fact, you could almost, well, indeed, we went in there. So I'll say it was, it was what, mid afternoonish. So we were the only people in the front bar. And this is what the bar is known for. Uh, typical Edwardian bar. They reckon it hasn't been changed for the last 70 to 80 years. Um, mm-hmm. Certainly, the, the, yeah, the walls, the colour of the walls would have originally been nicotine. Um, and they reckon that they've been lacquered so much, and all the woodwork in there has been lacquered so much, you get that deep shine to it. Um, this is a public bar. There's also a residence bar as well. But the only other thing I found a bit surreal was when I actually went to have a little explore around, there were sort of were two or three sort of like little lounges, and each one, seemed to have a single person sat in reading a book. So you seem to have a lot of single people in this hotel sat in in the middle of the day. The weather outside was lovely, but yet they all seem to be sitting in these rooms reading a book. And it was almost like one of those murder mysteries. You know, you've turned off the road, you've come to this dead-end pub, you go in the pub, it's very, very quiet, and yet you've just got, like, strange-looking characters in each of these rooms reading books. And uh, it was a bit surreal, really. But certainly for the, the the architecture in there, for you know how I like my heritage pubs, it's certainly worth looking out. Um they did say when when I was reading up actually that not that I noticed this, they reckon that the the the, the hand pumps are actually on the back of the bar. Now I'm looking there at the photograph and they appear to be the front of the bar, but whether that means from the the private uh, the lounge bar, which is obviously on the other side where I'm in the public bar here, um but, yeah, certainly worth looking out for the old furniture and, and just, the, um, just the decoration in there, absolutely. And Bastonthwaite is famous for the ospreys as well. Um, they have a breeding pair of ospreys that often return there. So you like your ornithology and your bird watching, you're in that sort of part of town. You're, you're more up towards Keswick area, yeah,
2: uh, right.
1: Bastonthwaite. And I say, it does take a bit of finding of the sat nav. It just shows that it's almost not on the road. It makes it look like it's in the middle of nowhere. Uh, but yeah worth, worth having a look out yeah, like to it's part, yeah. of, uh, part of the, I think the In Collection um, right. so it's a company that seem to be on the ascendancy, they seem to be buying up some very traditional and very well known pubs uh, in the north of England and sort of investing in them so hopefully they won't decide to refurbish and, and and change what the what the bar's like. Um so yeah, that's 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 number four.
0: But by the sound of it, full of romantics trying to be ruskin and, and wordsworth
1: and, and, and you know, yeah, yeah, not not sure because okay. bucks and yeah, yeah, all on their own, you know, single people who check into okay. a hotel that there's not much else to do. But yeah.
0: <laughs> okay, so that's pub number three for Nick. Uh my pub number four is across the Coniston and uh, by the lake and at the foot of the Coniston Old Man, which I think you just can see in the corner of that picture that I've got there. So this is, uh, again, a great uh, match. It's a pub and it's a brewery altogether, which is fantastic. So this is the Black Bull in Coniston, which again, you can't really miss because it's come kind of on the main road. Uh, been there for, well, ever. I think it's, it's 16th century, yeah. Um, and the brewery kind of built up. Um, the pub was there initially, in the family that, um, the Bradley family that, that owned the pub. Uh, one of the sons there went away and did brewing, uh, study brewing, uh, and came back and set the pub up. And since then, it's got you know it's absolutely boomed. And certainly, I think most people have heard of Bluebird, which is one of their iconic beers, and the Old Man, which is obviously linked to the uh, the mountain, the hill behind them, the old man of Coniston. Uh, and I've reading there that um, they, they are they are sending bottles of Bluebird Old no Man to the USA, Sweden, and Hong Kong because of it's kind of you know it's history, it's heritage. It was pretty good as well so this acts as their tap bar so there are always at least six of their beers on um my choice would be the infinity ipa um again probably not a session beer because it's a six percenter um i quite like obviously um if you like the this is i guess what we call more of a british type uh ipa so um a step up you know proper kind of all pale ale really uh hot without bound highly aromatic with a lingering bitter finish which is kind of Kind of beers that I like, so I think sipping a Infinite IPA, looking up up at the Conniston Old Man, thinking, Should I walk up there tomorrow or not? Um, and again, as you can see, the picture there's quite a nice sitting out area uh, there as well. And again, I think they, they do good, um whatever word is, unctuous Lakeland food with good portions if you've been a day on the hills as well. So Coniston Brew Company, certainly, um, I think, Nick, you've had a few Bluebirds in your time, haven't you? Often, when I come round yours, there's is is often a... Is one of the yeah, in fact, I,
1: I, I had a Coniston Bluebird beer mat with me in the um, in the Cotswolds, um, <laughs> you know, for when I've been going to the pubs and they don't provide you the beer mat. So I had a Fullers and a Coniston Bluebird. So I got some funny looks when people kept coming back to refill my glass for me, but there we are.
0: I just read, actually, I mean, they do a fairly... I mean, it's a fairly uh, standard... Oh, I've pictured a beer somewhere, maybe I haven't... Um, uh, Colors of Bluebird Bitter, we mentioned. They do a Bluebird Premium XP. I don't think I've had that, which it I want to look out for. They do a barley wine, which again is a very old fashioned, isn't it? British uh, standard. Uh, the old man air we mentioned is a slightly more, uh, I guess, kind of more of a kind of ruby ale, I would probably say, a bit like the strong arm kind of beer. Uh, a light ale, which again you don't see very often, and an oatmeal stout, which uh, again I don't think I've had yet, but it might be worth looking that out really when we go through. So with Coniston, a pint of Coniston, affinity IPA in the Blackpool in said name village, Coniston. Nicholas's beer number four, or number four is the Albert Bowness, which have, again, we with Nicky bridges under here. They seem to a very nice platter there, Nicholas, the Albert. Oh, yeah, yeah
1: I, s- I suppose this is what you would call the, the Blackpool of the lakes, really. Uh, a lot of people get mixed up and say Windermere is on the lake, but it's not. Windermere is obviously where the railway station is. And to get to the lake, which is actually Bonus and Windermere, you've got about a 35-minute walk or you jump on the bus. So that's obviously where all the tourists head to. If you want something to eat or drink in Bonus, then we always tend to migrate to the Albert. It's a Robinson's pub and it, it caters for everybody, but it's got some different areas, nice areas. Once again, they've got nice outdoor areas. So when we were up there earlier this year and it was outdoor service only, managed to get to sit outside on there. They've got a two-tier patio area. And then the food, once again, for a chain pub, Robinson's have always done decent food. So those looking on YouTube can see the platter there. Supposed to be a sharing platter, but I normally have that as a main meal. So we've got beef, we've got ham, we've got prawns, we've got the crackers, the cheese, the local cheese on there, big hunts of bread, pickled onions, uh, get it with a side order of chips. I'm always happy. It's one of those things that you you can eat for a couple of hours just picking at it, grazing at it. And once again, you know, some people don't like the Dizzy Blonde, but last time we were up in the lakes, I think it was probably the best pipe I'd had, had all week. Robinson's Dizzy Blonde. They also do the Cumbrian in there. We talked about the Trooper before. And if you want to finish your night off in style, then you go on the Old Tom, which is the Old Tom. You just mentioned the barley wine there, Mike. The Old Tom is getting to be like the barley wine. That is a really strong one. Normally only in bottles, although you do. I can't. I don't think they've got it on hand pull in the Albert. Certainly they have it in a couple of the... Uh, Robertson's pubs in the lakes that I've seen it on Hample before. Uh, but as I say, if you want your nightcap, you get on the old Tom there. So, yeah, um, once it's, again, the other thing is you can't reserve a table in there. Yeah. I say so if you use your common sense and you decide to go along, not typical lunchtime yeah, or tea yeah, time, which, yeah. you know, if, if you want to eat, don't expect to eat between 12 and a half one, two o'clock. Yeah. Don't expect to turn up there at half past six, seven o'clock and get an evening meal. You know, but if you plan it right, you'll get yourself in the half four when that turnover happens. The day trippers are going away. The people stopping the area haven't got out and about yet. What you would call normal tea time, if you were back home, sort of half four, five o'clock ish. You'll get yourself a table in there uh, because they're not reserving tables. And as I say, that's where we always normally head for if we want something to uh, something to eat.
0: And they've actually got kind of a terrace area that's been there. Uh, you know, as you see, they have got obviously marquee and things, but. Yeah, well, they've got the yeah, outside well, on,
1: on, yeah. on, on the ground floor. And then, in yeah. fact, they've got uh, they've, they've put some cast iron steel. It's almost like a mezzanine layer. Yeah. So you actually go yeah. up a steel staircase, yeah. and then there's an upper tier. They do tend to put these, uh, not so many hag, uh, st- uh, stag parties, but hen parties up there yeah. because of the cackling away and, and, and carrying on. Then they're out of yeah. the way a bit more. Uh, but, yeah, I mean, when I was there, I worked out the outdoor occupancy, and they had seating for about 100 people, yeah. which ain't yeah. bad like. You know, and then obviously you've got inside the pub as well. So, yeah, uh, I can't think that I've ever been in there and not been able to get a seat. Put it that way, but as I say you just got to use a bit of common sense. Um So, yeah, that's that's the place why I would go in 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 bonus.
0: Yeah, you, you give me quite a good little tour around the uh, the the lakes there. So, bonus, uh, and then my final pub number five is I'm taking it a little bit deeper uh, into the kind of heart of the Lake District uh, and Buttermere which is a fantastic little village. Uh, it's actually a little bit away from the Buttermere Lake um, and you have to go past the Hollister Pass and past the Slate Mine, et cetera. There's actually there's a couple of ways to get in there uh, from Keswick and working it through there. Uh, I've been here, I've been on, doing a few walks here and there's a little campsite just down the road from the village um, that we use, which is again one of the farmer's campsites, one of those things you just turn up, pitch your tent, there's a little kind of shack that's got a toilet and a shower in it. And in the morning you go across the farm and pay the farmer. Uh, and actually, amazingly, it's actually two pubs within Buttermere. I mean, it's got, I don't know how I many. I mean, it's probably about seven houses, but it's got two pubs. So there is the Fishies, which is um, literally across the road from the bridge. But for whatever reason, we've always been into the bridge. Um, and it's again, it is a hotel, but it's got a kind of walkers' bar, rambles' bar like down the bottom there, and they actually have a range of good beers on them. But uh, I said, the one I thought we'd better pick was. Uh, Jennings Cumberland, it's another golden beer that I mentioned and I said that's there. Again, I'm not quite sure about the new um, the new branding that they've got there, but hey-ho. So we mentioned Jennings quickly, just a quick resume. Uh, Jennings dates date back to 1828 so again, a very long history. Uh, actually started in a village called Lawton, which is just two miles outside of Cockermouth um, and then moved uh, in 1874 into Cockermouth because they needed a bigger fences, basically Again, are very proud of the water that they use. So they sit between the rivers Cocker Cockerman, and Derwent and they draw the water from the area there. Uh, the brewery has its own well, which again, I guess, gives that uh, terwa, we've done it before in terms of their beer. Um, they, um, they themselves, I think Bruce mentioned this, they bought out another four Cumberland breweries uh, in the early 1920s, including the Foulders Brewery in Keswick. Uh, and took over a number of their um, houses. I don't know whether they have any pub code. They won't won't do it now, will they? They got bought out by Marston's in two thousand. No, Marston's. Um, And obviously Marston's split, don't they? They have the Marston's pub code and the Marston's brewing. I didn't realise that Marston's were
2: brewing Swades beers till the other day.
0: Yeah, yeah, Mm. yeah. That's a little bit of a buyout as well. Again, they do quite a range of beers. So they do um, Cumberland, um, which is their number one golden beer. Um, and I'd say certainly one I would probably choose, I think, of there. Um they don't do snack snacklick snack we used like did, did, did we nick? Make-
1: that oh, was a lighter one, yes. Yeah.
0: Yeah, that's not a strong one, snack click. snack was about hmm, five and a half, six percent, I think. Um and there's been there's been a bit of a hoo-ha about that because um, I thought I, I thought I had a picture it somewhere, maybe I haven't anyway. Um the um the buy over from Marsons, they just stopped doing it. Um, and there's quite a lot of people saying, you know,
2: it's uh, it's it's it's.
1: Uh, oh, that's right. Yeah, yeah. I, I was I was thinking of slight dust, which is a great nuisance, which is a, yeah. that's yeah. a light one. The snack lifter, yeah, because the snack is the little metal door uh, lever on traditional uh, farmhouses. Yeah, and it was a case of yeah, that was your last one before you uh, you lifted the snack to go home. That was your mm-hmm. nightcap.
0: Oh, I've got it. Sorry, I I, I was going to put a picture on it. Yeah, strong ale, five point one percent, strong, satisfying ale. Wonderly full of warm and full and complex flavours. Um, and that was one spin, so we we used to drink that quite a bit. We've got that, actually, get that quite around our way in, in Yorkshire quite a bit as well. So it's a lovely little pub. Um, for some reason, last time I was in there, we spent all night playing Yahtzee. Which I can't really <laughs> understand why, really, because it's not really a game I would choose. But uh, there were three of us, we, we were walking the next day. We had a very fine uh, Lake District pie and chip peas supper. And uh, probably one too many pints, I think, at the time. But the beer was on really good form and spent I mean, four the, hours playing the
1: artsy. The thing with Jennings as well going on about booze, you remember, Bruce. I mean, they used to do a pound of bolt, didn't they? Couldn't you used to get a case of 12 yeah, Jennings beers for a, pound, for a 12 or, quid?
2: You could, absolutely, yeah, and it was a great deal. There's very little left now for a pound, sadly, in uh, booze.
1: <laughs> yeah, for the last booze I was in, I thought they'd, they'd reduce the actual real ale uh, choice. I mean, don't get me wrong. It's still a good range, uh, a lot of independent breweries. But, yeah, I, can't, I think I was in the one in Ripon. I was quite surprised that once upon a time it used to be the full length of an aisle,
2: well, yeah. I suppose, yeah, now yeah. because yeah. of the,
1: the cans and, and, and you know, a surge in cider yeah. and all these yeah. other alcoholic-type drinks. Yeah. Yeah. The uh, the actual real ale section had been decreased somewhat. But, um, yeah, I would still go, you know, still go Jennings. But once again, it's sad with the, the traditions and the heritage that it had. I know they struggled, obviously, when they were flooded out the brewery when mm-hmm. Cockermouth was absolutely oh, yeah, decimated yeah. a few years ago. I know it took yeah. them a lot to get back on their, their, their legs. Funny again, that the one and only time I actually went to the brewery because I wasn't bothered about going around uh, the brew house because obviously I know how they make beer. We just went in the tap room and the lady was a bit reluctant to serve us. I say it was only me and, and my other half. And she sort of said, well, have you got a tour booked? And I said, well, no, I've been around before, you know, I know how they make beer. Just wanted to come and have a, a pint of your tap. And she said, oh, well, we aren't really geared up for that. And then she looked at me and looked at our last and said, well, I don't think you're going to cause any problems. So, OK, you can have one drink. Whether they were getting big groups of lads going in there and or big groups of beady-weady camera people who were of like mind to me, know, I'm not going to pay eight or nine quid to be told how to make beer. I just want to sample the, the beers or what I don't know it might be the uh, license
0: so, make it might be the, the license the, the well license I, don't, I don't know because once
1: again and, it's not it, it wasn't a big area there again yeah. you know the way that all these breweries have seen this is part of the marketing now mm. make a nice big tap room and, and get folks in there so whether it's changed or what i don't know but uh that was <laughs> my last experience
0: just reminds me because that, that reminds me of, of my experience when i went to Bushmills, um well a few times I went to bush and again you go to Bushmills, and again, you don't got to go on the tour, but you, you go and try and buy a whiskey. You can't buy a whiskey because, again, the licensing law says you can only have a whiskey yeah. on the tour. Apart yeah. from if you go up to the cafe and ask for a hot chocolate, you can then buy a whiskey with your hot chocolate. So <laughs> that's like All right. I mean, the good Irish always have a scam. But it reminds me, actually, that I know that, I think it was last week or before, we they, they talked about the licensing law didn't we? in Northern Ireland especially. I know they were going through a process. Um, and I know, I think there was a bit of movement, and I think it was, it wasn't quite what, because I remember I said to you that a brewery, for example, cannot sell beer. Uh, a brewery cannot sell beer from its brewery. Directly
1: yeah. The licensing
2: laws.
0: They have to go to somebody else to sell the beers. Uh, a brewery can't have a tap in Northern Ireland. And I know that some legislation was changed. I don't think it was quite exactly what, uh, perhaps if I'm look, looking up, I know it wasn't quite what the breweries were after, but it was a step at least in the right direction to
1: kind of solve that. Yeah. I, would, I would think that's to do with duty, because well, obviously duty is it's a cost tax. Cost and if, if you're making money. your own beer and you're selling your own, your own beer, then how many times do you I turn around and say, oh, well that, that batch went wrong or we lost a couple of barrels on the brewery floor and I'm afraid we can't account for it?
0: I think it's more to do with the Presbyterian power of the uh, uh, Mr. Paisley and friends who yeah. were, you know, very anti-alcohol uh, completely. And Yeah, I'm actually reading that. So I'm reading one of Pete Brown's books at the moment about the kind of history. I thought the History of Beer, and you know, it's it's really interesting when you look back at, um, you know, a lot of our licensing laws now because you'll know leap back to the First World War, don't we? When uh, we uh, licensing laws were changed quite drastically to make sure that we kept making munitions and we kept producing uh, lots of armaments because that was what they worked out that if you want to win a war in 1920 in 1914. It was basically how much stuff you could make and therefore sh- fire at the other person. And uh, and after the war, they didn't repeal those. And reading the book in the 1920s, it said beer almost slipped up completely out of you know it got really expensive. It was really heavily taxed. And the licensing laws changed completely. So it's quite interesting story. I've just read the WhatsApp. I've told you the WhatsApp pub for the um, the bridge there. And again, interesting. It says that it's uh, three different bars, popular outside seating, great views. Four changing ales all the time from camp, Cumbrian breweries, and a rare keg pilsner, um, the Whistling Pig, brewed at the Tractor Shed in Workington, which again, I done that was on when I was there, but it's interesting. You can get a middle of nowhere little bar that's got uh, quite a rare keg pilsner brewed in Workington, which uh, is a must as well. Right, we move, we're we're onto oh we've gone quick at on this one. This is Nick's uh, Pub Five, and oh there we go. Uh, so you've got a nice picture there, Nick, of a one of those blackboards that you love. And this is in the Hawkshead Breweries in Stavely.
1: Yeah, a nice we've far, used this in a, in a previous podcast. But once again, talk about the Watermill uh I see as, as my gateway to the lakes. You know, a lot of people say that Kendley's is actually the gateway to the lakes, which I suppose it is on the south of the uh, of, of the area there. But coming down the main road, if uh, if I'm not stopping at the Watermill, then I like to call in Stavely. Even more so, if I'm not driving, or my other half is driving on the train, then the train you catch from Kendall to Windermere, you can actually jump off at Staverley. You've got about an eight-minute walk down to the Hawkshead Brewery. You've got 44, 45 minutes to have a couple of pints, back up to the station, back on the train, finish your journey off in uh, Windermere. So the trains run every hour along that line. So, yeah, it's not the most aesthetic of places, although you could say it, as a beer hall, it's fine. Nice traditional wooden bar there, as you can see, not made out of knackered old pallets, that seems to be the trend nowadays. Uh, full range of the Oxhead brewery beers on there. As you say, Mike, before, we have found an house lounge area upstairs, which a lot of people don't realise that you can go and sit up there, so they've got some nice big leather sofas. And once again, the view isn't great because you just overlook the... Rest of the industrious to say out front there. Once again, the last time I was in the lakes, because it was outside service only, they managed to put a lot more uh, picnic tables at the front and the side of the beer hall. And in fact, the time previous to that happened to stop off on the train. And lo and behold, the beer festival was just starting. That was on a Thursday. So we had a good couple of hours there, missed one of the trains and went for the second train. Uh, once again, they had pizza ovens there, they had the food there going, uh, good atmosphere. Um, and as I say great range of beers I can't think that there's any beer that I don't particularly like don't have a great favorite because they're all pretty much the same but it's nice that you can choose anything between a light beer of about three and a half percent right the way up to some of the darker ones um, depending what mood you're in and uh, what your what your palate is like at that time so always worth a look in they have a little bit of a shop there it's not they could probably do a bit better with the shop but it's sort of behind a a glass window and, and there's not a lot on display Um and they say it's one of these sad situations that they can't sell their beer as cheap as what they have to sell it to the supermarkets for mm. so really if you want bottles of beer just go to the booths in in uh, Windermere and you'll probably get same sort of selection for actually cheaper than they're selling it in the brewery which is a, I always find sad but we know what it's uh what it's about it's basically the beer that they to the supermarket it's almost a loss leader for them So in order just to try and get their name out there in the hope that people will buy a bottle, try it and then think, let's go to the brewery, let's go and find it on tap somewhere.
0: Mm. So that's our choices then. So I've got my five, Mick's got his five, I'll say what we'll do next time we meet, we'll uh, talk to Bruce um, and he'll select his five pumps of choice with a bit of a foodie background as well. And I mentioned that we hopefully might catch up with uh, John from the Lakeland House. Um, which are part now of the Lakeland Inns Pub Company, um, and are based out of one of their, their breweries, or their pubs, sorry, out in Ulverston. And as I mentioned that uh, formerly uh, John was uh, set up the Stringers Brew, which you may remember this with their beers as well. And again, quite an interesting range that they, they offer. And I was wondering if they do a Damsen beer as well, I think it's a bit of a, uh, mm-hmm. a seasonal beer, but that ties in with that thing I said with Nick, we went to the Live Valley, which is the Damsen capital of the uh, the lakes and the, and the UK. So. Interesting range of beers there as well. We I think you you,
1: know. you've got you've got experience of. We talked about connections and and public transport, Bruce. You've 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 been out on that uh, the coastal line before, haven't you?
2: Oh yeah, that's the one that goes from um, Lancaster to uh, Carlisle. That's a cracking journey. I mean, but that's
1: yeah. via places like Ravenglass and Barrow. Yeah, and so we haven't
2: covered that area, have we? the area. So like,
0: yeah, pick a few of those pubs, make it up. We've not quite done that bit of the lakes. Well, I've, I've been to
1: Barrow once and once again, it was Weatherstones, and that was bad enough. I'm afraid, you know, Barrow's famous for making the nuclear summaries now, but it's a, it's a strange old place and typical one of these, not quite a, a massive port city. But obviously, you know, a lot of the industry has moved on and closed down and people tend to get washed up there. Uh, nice enough Weatherstones, but really trying to find another pub, pub that I fancied going in and felt safe going in, it was a bit difficult, really. Um, but once again, you know we've, we've we've been out there a couple of times. Certainly, Overston I've been before, and uh, I know you've been on that line there, Bruce. So that's maybe something to talk about as well. If people like the transport uh, as well as the beer, yeah,
2: it's pretty incredible. It's like sort of sent bees, and you can look across see the.
1: Um, yeah, it's and it's, beautiful, uh, that is. Yeah, interesting.
0: And then, and then Nick, we uh, we can probably remember a good a good session in the uh, Albion in Sillith, which is uh, a pub that me and you went to one afternoon. I, oh, yeah. And, still, it's, another, and still, it's another place where you look over and Galloway across the across the whatever. What was it
1: the, probably the only pub we couldn't find, wasn't it? Yeah, yeah. yeah. But it's uh,
0: that was a cracky little boozer we went to in there, and I think there was another one in the Dundee as well. It was a um, was that, that was well, we found awesome that one. It was there. it was
1: about ten minute, quarter an hour walk from the front, and then. But it's quite nice because I think there was a football local football match going off that's and then right, once right. they finished yeah, yeah, yeah. all the last night coming the pub. So it was definitely a, it was a it was a corner local. Yeah. Uh but it was, it was fair enough. We, we were accepting there, no problem, like so. Good stuff. So
0: we will um say we'll catch up. I don't know it would be next week or towards end next week and we'll do part B of this. I'm hoping that I'll get this podcast out before the weekend. Uh Jed, we got any plans for the weekend? I think the forecast looks so, okay. or probably, obviously, you've got the football on Saturday night. Uh, England playing yeah. Czechoslovakia in, in Rome.
1: Ukraine.
0: Ukraine. So that's Czechoslovakia. I yeah. Do. I, I, was, I don't, I was don't do know which game you're watching. Up to that point, I was doing quite well actually because the last time I just completely lost the plot, didn't I? not a few football So yeah, sorry. Um, Ukraine. Uh, so Nicholas, are you? Are you? Work, I guess you're working now. I huh? have got a few days off. Working. So,
1: yeah. yeah. Might get out on Saturday night. I've got into the habit of actually walking up uptown at about half past six. Yeah. Having a, a couple of beers outside the New Malton, sat outside, watching the tourists go by. I'm almost like, a you know, a unofficial tourist information, people finding out information and stuff like that. But, uh, yeah, it oh. means also, because obviously the New Maltons normally always busy with food, uh, but yeah. they have got a few tables outside, so it's nice just to sit in the marketplace, overlook the marketplace and have a couple of beers. Uh, as we've mentioned before, there's normally always at least three Yorkshire real ales on in there. Although last time there was only two, so I couldn't have my flight. I normally have a third of each and then decide which one I like the best and have a pint of that. Uh, so last week I just had to have two pints of, I think we are on Dale, Wednesdaydale, Golden, oh right. it was called. It's but uh, yeah, it, it was nice. And they had a uh, Hamilton, Hamilton Gold on as well. Uh, Obviously Stafford's Hamilton. Um, so I look forward to seeing what's maybe on uh, this Saturday evening after the football. Uh, Bruce? No, before the football. the football. The football's eight o'clock, isn't it? Eight o'clock, yeah, so, maybe get yeah, so right I'll
0: before. get up there probably about half past six and be on so by, by eight o'clock. So be, uh, you'll probably be drinking again, courtesy of the York Bus
2: Company. <laughs> no. Now we're going to go to uh, the ripping on North Allerton on Saturday to uh, get uh, supplies for half time for the football. Yeah. So if we're going <laughs> the Rippon, we'll get to go to the uh, One Eyed Ratman on Hallowgate, which is a fantastic club. And North Allerton actually got be a new Wetherspoon, so... Um, um, I might look in the. I think it's Britain's newest weather spoons actually. So right. you can okay. go to spoons on That's Saturday for a change but uh, I'm torn between uh, going to the for me, so go I'm going to Thompson's in North Allerton. Thompson's is stunning butchers with the super duper new fast trains. if you get the right train, you go from York to North Allerton for about eight uh, about eighteen minutes. And if I take one mm. the, if I take Evie with me, two of us can go for seven pounds on the train, it's bound madness. <laughs> Talk, talking about
1: weather spoons, Mike. On the way back up from uh, Cotswolds, we decided to call into uh, Matlock. Matlock, right? We thought yeah. that's about halfway. Yeah. You know, last time we called in yeah. there trying to get the weather yeah. spoons, it was yeah. all closed. Still yeah. is. Yeah. Still boarded yeah. up. So don't yeah. know what's happening that, because that must have yeah. been closed for over two years now, three yeah. years nearly. So yeah.
0: Yeah. yeah. Okay, well, I'm booked into the Trenton Craft Bar tomorrow night. So uh, nice. a few beers with friends. Um, I was actually I was in there. It's. Uh, it's quite a surreal place. We you you in a alpine village, which yeah. next to Trenton Lakes, and it's like you know all <laughs> these little whatever. Uh, but the craft is great. And in fact, um, uh, Pete Brown uh, he won an award sometime this week for uh, it's quite a I think it was for the the book that he self published. Uh, I think it was that craft beer, and he was completely surprised. I and mean, he obviously had a good night, and he just tweeted, "Tell me about you know what's great about beer." And I said, "Listen, I'm I'm sat in a retail unit in Stoke on Trent." And I've just drunk a fantastic pint of, um, uh, it was a full uh, full circle beer from Newcastle upon time. And I followed that with a uh, Paulina Munch Hells. I said, I'm drinking two fantastic beers, uh, sat outside a fake Alpine cabin in stoke on Tribe. That's what beer does to you, take it anywhere in the world. So... Um, and I suppose to mention, it's quite, the beer's always on really good form. In fact, the, the guy, the owner took me, I had a little tour up last time I was in there and took me into the cold room and everything. Um, and you know what? Last time, again, weird how you sit down sometimes, we ended up drinking uh, a beer called Mad Cow, which is from the Tappet <coughs> Brewery uh, in Southampton, would you believe? And this was, a, it was keg, but it was a one of those lactose stouts. And it was bloody got It was just on, absolutely on form. We, in fact, we tried all the beers and, and we just kept going back to this lacto stout. And it just, for that, whatever, it was a bit of a cooler night. It wasn't, wasn't as sunny. Uh, and we sat inside and it just was slipping. You know, one of those beers was just slipping down. Yeah, but I would never go in choice. No, I would normally not go in and choose a lactose stout as my choice, but it was bloody gorgeous. So, uh, and they've got lots of those hazy kind of IPA things. But yeah, no, that, that was. Yeah, well, once your last nice. time I
1: came down to you, we, we were sat outside Stein. I remember it was it was a bit of a more than that's hazy. Right. It was a that's very right. cloudy. Yeah, yeah right. one of
0: them. Yeah, one of them. One of the light. Mm. Uh, and then I got. I'm, I'm trying to persuade. Well, I don't persuade, but uh, I might have another trip up to Buxton Brewery on Sunday uh they've got a Cyprus, uh cypress 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 street through guy doing giros and uh, s- yeah. uh, so, uh looks fantastic. well once again that mike that's right? that's
1: why we decided to go to buxton instead once we yeah. realized that matlock wasn't open
0: yeah
1: um yeah. and then found out that the brewery wasn't open oh the They're brewery's not on oh, a so weekend. weekend isn't it yeah yeah yeah, yeah. so and once again you not... you'll, you'll guess where we ended up yeah where spoons <laughs> massive great building yeah. right in the yeah. roundabout there
2: Yes.
1: Which, yeah, we worked out yeah. once again. They had they had seen outside for 150 people. So
2: it was I quite can, nice can, and
1: quite safe.
0: I'm trying to think. i probably, do you know what i now, isn't he? There.
2: He's mourning now about uh he can't get his workers <laughs> The irony, the irony, unbelievable. Look, I'm off to the pub. No the right, pub excellent. Pub. See you, bro. See, good see you later. See yeah. Yeah, have a
0: good, good. See you. yeah, I'm just thinking I can't think actually, you know what? this because there is a um there's a Titanic pub up in the old marketplace in uh, Buxton? So, because are in two halves, and it's see, you, Bruce. Buxton in two halves, and it. There's the newer town by the spa down the bottom there, and yeah. then there's the old town. Uh, and well, again, that's
1: quite, the, the railway on the smaller roundabout. That's a Joseph Holtz pub. That's right.
0: Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's uh, the okay, railway, that's railway right. and commercial or there. something. And they had yeah. a nice outdoor
1: yeah. scene area. But no, it was it wasn't a bad day actually. So, as I say, I with the furniture as well.
0: I have promised my missus that obviously the the, um, the Crescent is now open as a five-star hotel and um, I've, not, <laughs> right. I've looked at a few I mean, it looks very, very nice. But the beauty is the Buxton Brewery tap, the proper tap, is actually just the back of that. And that's a cracking little old building. Yeah, but they said um, that
1: wasn't open either. They're
0: not opening that at all. At all yeah. It's just it's one of those little, again, you know, it's a little creaky, cranky little building with, you just couldn't do the social distancing. So they're focusing yeah. at the brewery. I have noticed that they put they've actually put tables and chairs in the brewery now. I think they have that spell of bad weather and they've learnt from that. So you can mm. sit outside or inside. And it's, again, yeah. you know, it's one of those things, you're next to an industrial estate, you're next to an aquarium um, retail place as you sit there. But the views are fantastic. And it, they've made a point today today, saying, actually, there's no football on at all up there. So if you would just come on and sit and look over at Buxton, uh, around right. football, so I might try yep. and get there on Sunday. Good stuff, well uh have a good few days back at work uh, a uh, and we'll catch up hopefully next week, see you soon Cheers